There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis. You are listening to The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. Welcome, friends. January 5th, 2023. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Kenneth Stroh, the Plowhawk Action Jackson with you. Come on in. Uh, the water is warm. Doug, Friday is always the people show, and it's just really essentially nothing but phone calls. And Lisa Ann. You think we could fill up a whole show with phone calls? 100%. Yeah, I do. Actually. We only get a couple. Yeah, they're terrible, too. This would be a, not a great show, yeah. but I feel like we could... Get to the finish line with that. I thought she was model. done. Oh, is she done? thought she said last week she was done. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, as in she's done? Well, then maybe we should have Gabe on. Well, fantasy football is, in theory, done. Yeah, I guess you're right part, about I that. Think. Last week of the season typically is not playoff week. Did you win the league? No, I got third. Oh, did Congratulations. You well, it's just uh, it's a tough battle. Point nine for Devontae Adams and two point for the Philly D. That'll get you. Yeah. But congrats to Stephen Wildwood. I mean, he's just collecting trophies left and right. Did he guy. win? He absolutely won it. Yeah, I mean, in Milagro Tequila, yeah. listener of the year. I mean. Yeah. And then. It's almost an embarrassment of riches for football win. Uh, let's see. I'm in the YouTube chat. Hunchback of On Castle says, Doug, it's Friday. Let's get naughty. And then a kissy emoji. No. Is that the leggy blonde? I assume. Yeah. Uh, Jake Reynolds says, hi, Tim. Hi, Doug. Hi, Iggy. Hi, Plowsy. Hi, Jackson. Oh, yeah, hello, Jake. He made Boy. his way around the dais. He sure did, yeah. So, it's like getting everybody involved. And uh, you can text in to get involved in the program, uh, 314-881-TMA5. But as we said, this is uh, three hours straight of phone call, 636-9004-TMA, and emailing in for our design air heating and cooling email the day of the morning after at InsideSTL.com. And then uh, at 10 o'clock, Jackson and I will head down the hallway and... Uh, and we'll we'll deal with it. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. What do we got coming up on uh, Balloon Party? Little Pills Friday Six Shooter. That sounds like nothing. Was that word salad for we ain't got nothing? What can I tell you, man? Okay. You like uh, that response? <laughs> no, I didn't. This Actually, is what we got. Friday Fixins. Ooh. This is a tough time in sports, though, if you don't love hockey. Yeah. And the NBA. I know the NBA ain't going on, but for I, St. I Louis. I guess you missed out on... The three that shocked the world last night. I didn't see. I saw a little headline. Jokic makes some crazy shot. Jackson will tell you. Yeah, like a half-court bank shot. They were down 18 with like seven minutes to go. Came oh, back geez. and beat the Warriors. What's up with the dubs? Uh, aging superstars, man. Yeah. Detroit's no good either. Yeah. 
They lost like That's 28 an in a row. That's a nice take, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> like three and 33. Set the record for longest. Oh, we have the oven mitts right here. <laughs> Remember when uh, they used to be good? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Rip Hamilton. Dude. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more Ben Wallace coming up. <clears throat> was that the 8 o'clock hour? Would the NBA work here? Ooh. I think it actually would, but I'm not going to go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Blues, Doug. I mean, Vancouver Canucks. That's quite a hockey team. Mm-hmm. Robert Thomas with a Jim Dandy of a day. First time All-Star. Gets to go home and play in the All-Star game. And then how do you do against the Vancouver Canucks? Uh-huh. Your number one star as the Blues beat Vancouver. And they are now 6-3 and three with Drew Bannister behind the bench getting the new coach bump. But the statistic that I think stands out to me the most, if you recall... They were never able to come back in games, uh, and now they have three comeback wins with yeah. Drew Bannister behind the bench. I went to the game last night, oh, first, first game I've been to in a while. Oh, and you the, Who'd you go the, with? My son, Nick. Nick nice. one. And the, the place is still just packed. I guess it was a sellout. You got a, a 500 team in you know the middle of the week. Still selling out the building. I'm not going to ask you specifically what you pay, but what uh, are ticket prices about the same? Is it about the 70 to 100 range? I don't go unless the tickets are free usually. I, I, I knew that. That's why I didn't want to put you on the spot, but I didn't know oh, if yeah, ticket prices changed from that hot Stanley Cup run or if they're still about the same. I'll tell you what got me. We went and we had two orders of chicken fingers and fries and oh, a water. And they're 40, so good. $45. It, ah! We always talk about this. Ah, that drives me nuts. I can't do it. Only and game, yet I did it. The only games I eat are at slew games because, like, food and drink are reasonably priced. Obviously, it's not, you know, no offense, the mega sporting event mm. that our national level. But I never eat. I'll have a beer maybe just yeah. to kind of fit in, but I, I'm not eating anything. Later, Nick got a small Coke. Nick Vaughn. It was eight fifty. <laughs> Do you feel like you got value? <laughs> Get no ice, Doug. Yeah. Get your value. And there's a big lineup, people ready to do it. I just imagine the people that set the prices sit around laughing and slapping each other's back. You think they'll pay 16 bucks for a chicken finger? I think the money finger? still goes to Dave Checkett's, I believe. Probably so. Let's go up to the Steve's Hot Dogs. Uh, yeah, they have one of those there. They do have upgrades, but I just always find it a little overpriced. Yeah, the food wasn't bad. It's not a little overpriced. It's laughably <laughs> overpriced. <laughs> laughably. Your diamond membership doesn't work there? No. I, w- I wish I could carry around my diamond, you know, just be a diamond St. Louis member and get yeah. discounts on everything in St. Louis. It was Star Wars night at the Blues game. So a lot of people walking around as Chewbacca. And oh, God. I I don't really get it because I'm not really into that, but the, the Cardinals have one every year. Why was last night Star? Because the Star Wars night at the Cardinal game is May the 4th. What, January 4th, Doug? What, is it my message? Must have been. I don't know. It was May the 4th. 4th be with you. All right, but I don't know. Yeah. The... They were everywhere. Everywhere. Get a lifesaver. I, uh, I didn't. For whatever reason, my son wanted a Canucks sweater for Christmas. I have no idea what that's about. Mm. I accommodated Doug Elias Patterson. I know you're a big Elias Patterson right. guy, and you got a chance to see him in person last night. The home night. jersey? Uh, it was. The, the home uh, jersey's home cool. Jersey. That blue and the green together that's is really what he, That's attractive. what he wanted. So yeah. there it is, Christmas morning. And then I knew they were in town, and I asked for blues tickets here at the station. I think we have a decent amount. And uh, and I ne- but I never ask for Friday or Saturday games because you know if I'm taking a six year old don't need to waste them on those. And in a stunning development, they didn't have any tickets for the Canucks game. And then on top of it, not necessarily because he's a Star Wars guy, but just because he's a Lego guy, he has some Star Wars Lego sets along with a billion other Lego sets. And then I saw as I'm watching the game last night the Star Wars thing, and I thought, you know what? 
bad parent is what I thought to myself. Huh. The Canucks, oh. I faded it. Well, I couldn't get tickets. Well, I could have, but I didn't feel like paying for them. And then the Star Wars thing. And uh, and i got to be honest with you. I was immediately kicking myself over the whole thing. That's yeah. when I should have allocated funds to make the whole thing possible. I, had, I, I just had no idea. I knew about the Canucks, of course. Yeah. I just didn't know about the Star Wars thing. And I still don't know what the connection was. People are still going in big numbers to those games. It's a fun thing to do. And we don't have anything else going on here. <laughs> what else is going on in St. Louis right now? Two things that I didn't even know were big still. Mrs. Doubtfire was at the box. All right. Mm. It looked good. I wish it would have worked. I asked my uh, my niece what my great niece and great nephew wanted for Christmas. She goes, "All they want is Star Wars and Pokemon." That, those things are still around. Oh, oh yeah. Pokemon yeah. is making a surge. Eggs. You know that's like a two billion dollar industry. <laughs> I know, and it's just basically little cards, kind of like the baseball cards, only right. with Pokemon. Now that you know, know they had Game Boy games and yeah. GameCube, and then they also have you know. TV show. Well, why don't we come up with a game like that? If this fusion thing doesn't work out, I still think nuclear fusion is going to be where it's at. But if it, Pokemon, if, it's if it isn't, yeah, we could do a Pokemon spinoff probably. So I showed them because they got binders. You know, like you used to keep your baseball cards. They got binders of Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah. And I said, you guys get doubles? You got five of the same one? Yeah. I said, here's what we used to do. I said, give me a couple of those. I took it out. I said, what we do is flip our extra ones, we'd flip them and say the players are heads and you got to match it. She goes, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, well, they want to lose them. How things we love to do are now stupid. We also used to clip baseball cards on the spokes of our bikes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. had a rookie Willie Mays card destroyed by the bicycle. <laughs> Mickey Mantle card eaten up. That was a smart thing to do. Yeah, all I did was collect the Cardinals and all the other ones were extras we'd trade and th- flip and things yeah. like that. Who knows what you had in there? Yeah. Well. Yeah, we, me and I, you and I would be millionaires right now if we just saved well, our cards. I still had some of my cards and I had them looked at a little while ago and they said, oh, they're worth a little, not not a whole lot. Does your son like baseball cards or hockey cards, football cards? No. No? So I've got six boxes I'm just trying to right? Yeah, I don't want them. <laughs> got another little. No, they're opened. The packs are open, but there's like 200 cards in each box, and there's from like what years? I think it was '94. The, the '90s are when they're not worth much. Is that right? The, the market a, flooded the market. Saturated, yeah. yeah. I didn't think for money. If somebody just likes collecting them, I got six yeah. boxes. If any listeners, kids out there want some, let me know. I'll leave them here for you. There's a huge Catholic conference in town, over 20,000 people. It's been busy downtown, Doug. That's from Chairman Stephen yeah, Wildwood. I saw that. Milagro Tequila, listener of the year 2023. They're estimating a $20 million impact to the area. So there Which you go. Nice. Yeah. Things are going on. Have you ever, yeah, you notice like in the summer, like maybe once a month, there's big packs of people all with lanyards and maybe matching shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, that. Yeah. oh, a conference of some kind. You wonder what the reaction was when they were told, this year's conference is in downtown St. Louis. Pony. We're they're, not going to go to Vegas they're probably or a little Orlando. Con- they're probably a little concerned <laughs> about the company's future. Well, I hope everything works out for them. Yeah, if you have a sure. conference in the winter, why don't you go to a warm place? I would think so, yeah. Cash money. Yeah, it's probably very inexpensive here as opposed to the uh, Sunbelt cities. Oh, got to be with them. Oh, spend a time down there. Uh-huh. Oh, they'll be fine. Oh, there's a lot to see. Yeah, the old cathedral's well, down there. They'll get a kick out of that. Hell. 
here's Mike Francesa's reaction to the Jets signing Dalvin Cook, and then also Mike Francesa's reaction to when they released him. Take okay. a listen. Yeah, I'd like to. Hit the lever, Paul. I have one Francesa. Okay. Okay, it's all in one. All right. I got you. Sorry. Go ahead and hit the lever. So when he moves into New York to take over a team, that's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Then you put him with a bunch of weapons. And another one the other day in Cook, and if you've listened to me through the years, you know from the day he arrives at Florida State, I have been a big Cook guy. He arrived. <laughs> okay. So I like that move. And they are loaded in the backfield. The other gift that's going to be uh, one that will help somebody immeasurably is the Jets releasing Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin <laughs> Cook going to the Jets tells you all you need to know about the Jets, Jets front office ineptitude. They didn't need Dalvin Cook, and they never used Dalvin Cook. <laughs> he was a waste of resources. Wow, dude. It almost seems like he's saying two different things about the same guy. <laughs> Did I read that wrong? Maybe you know, not. from the day he arrived <laughs> at Florida State, <laughs> I have been a big Cook guy. You were following I got I got following the recruiting when they got him? It's kind of really funny. I got to think I'm It's kind of, it depends how you look at it. Maybe he didn't say it was bad, but he was just, he said it was a waste of riches. Resources. He said it's a maybe huge said, weapon to a waste of resources. Well, maybe they weren't using him right, and they had already had a backfield of, I don't think he said he's terrible. Well, in so many words he did. First he said how great it is, what a big deal it is to get him. And then he said they didn't need him at all. God, that is good. Nice job, Jackson. Great clip. Boy, you're really on your game today. Nice job, Jackson. Fingers, fingers Burke. Funhouse. Funhouse did it for me, baby. Right. I wasn't trashing Jackson's picking of it. I was saying no. it depends how you look at it. No, no, I agree. I wasn't. No, I wasn't trying to do that at all, man. It certainly wasn't the most egregious of his flip flops in the in years. It, I just noticed how grizzled he sounds now. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Is that recent. Nice clip, pale. Yeah. I think What's that? <laughs> well, they released Alvin Cook yesterday. No, I don't follow two that. Two days ago. I'm not. I, I'm not. Mike Greenberg, I don't follow the Jets. The Stan Lee one is still the best God, thing he has ever done. And I know that's it's hard to judge the Tiki Barber. I mean, no, the Stan Lee thing is the no, no. That was a, the that, caller, the anniversary like, of he that. couldn't actually believe it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, now that you bring it up, I need to hear it. Is, okay, that, is that at uh, your disposal? Oh, I can, I can find well, it. I'll tell the people about Bunk and ask the okay. sponsor of the uh, 7 o'clock hour while the Plowhawk looks it up. You, that Jamie Burkhardt texted me and Jackson this morning, matter of fact. Thanking Jackson for making sure the DFS contest started up in 2024. Oh, great. And it did. Iggy, how's your team looking after one day on Maui? Uh, I think Doug and I are both cashing, I would think. Are we really? We've got four guys in second place. Everyone's making the cut. Seth the Gala kind of screwed us, or we have four guys in first. Huh. Uh, four guys in first place? We would have. Seth the Gala is nine. I've got two guys at eight. You got two guys at eight. Actually, need to be Seth. Second place. They're eight under after one day. I take that text nine. Yeah. So the guy's going to finish thirty oh. under par. I think twenty-seven under one last year. Oh. I think Seth the Gala is nine under. Yeah, your two guys you were given are in second place. Not two guys you picked. Well, I probably would have picked them anyway. <laughs> well, Munganas makes it possible. StLouisAccurate.com and AltonToyota.com. The great Jamie Burkhart. Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast, Ryan Seiberg in the service department. Even if you think you get your car from Munganast, get it serviced at Munganast. StLouisAccurate.com, AltonToyota.com, and then the secret number to the Muckety Mucks, mm-hmm. 
1-800-636-8829. Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Munganess Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. And they're online uh, at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com, and uh, they sponsor the 7 o'clock hour here on TMA, and they also sponsor the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. Uh, Plowhawk, do you have the audio? Yeah, and also it's like within a thread of just some of just his oh, gold right? mine. Oh, yeah, you could do this all day, yeah. Yeah. Okay, hit the link. Eddie in Hoboken, what's up, Eddie? <laughs> hey, what's up, Mike? What's up? Hey, happening? Mike, Stan Lee died today. Did you ever meet the guy? What do you think of him? Stan Lee? Yeah, Stan Lee. I you don't know who he Stan is. I don't know who he is, no. Jesus. <laughs> who is he? Who is he? Who is Stan Lee? He was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Dude, uh, uh, I mean, he died, that literally can't. I'm with him. I wouldn't have known who Stan Lee is either. But the face he made. You would have immediately said, who cares? <laughs> well, I hope not. But <laughs> okay. I didn't know who Stan now, Lee Now, Better Funhouse will go back and listen to all of his shows. You'll find where he says, yeah, and Stan Lee, a good friend of mine at the racetrack. Know him well. See him all the time out there. Mm-hmm. What's great is, like, the video element to it. Because, like, <laughs> it, it, like <laughs> he's scrunching his brow. He's already getting pissed. Somebody to try to have, like, a heartfelt conversation about a legend that died and... You guys read Marvel comics? I didn't. I never. I, w- I was out. I didn't have the comics. It wasn't popular. Pokemon. Never got into it. Never got Not into even it. I don't think I read a comic book. In order to go in. to the pictures. Jackson, are you those uh, superhero movies on on the good side of goodorbad.com? Uh, a couple of them are oh, very wow, good. Bad. Yeah, a couple of them are very good. A couple of them are very bad. You know, this is how it goes. Jackson, IP. did you see the one on Netflix? It was a series, a, t- a show. I think it was two seasons. And I cannot think of the girl's name. She got black hair. <laughs> and it's a superhero show. Yeah, she was a random uh, girl that she played. Got Iggy horny. <laughs> <laughs> she played uh, what's his name's girlfriend in uh, Breaking Bad, the one who killed herself, oh, overdosed. Okay. I know, yeah, I, I know. She's in, she's in a Marvel one. That was pretty good. That was two seasons. It wasn't a movie. It was a series on Netflix. That's what they're doing now is series, and that's why I got out of Star Wars when Disney started making them shows and not movies. I was out. They're probably good. I can't judge whether they're good or not. I just, I'm, I'm a big fan of when those types of things, I just want a movie. I don't want to have to follow four seasons of storyline yeah. and dialogue. Just give me a three-hour movie and I'm done. Brian Henson wants to know if Iggy was hacked yesterday. He replied creepy, creepy to a bunch of random tweets. I thought the first one was a funny bit. Maybe he mistook a spark plug for a butt plug. Mm. But then he started going after Connor Werman. Doug, Connor Werman. Wehrman? I don't, I don't know Connie Wehrman. Yeah, I did a little looking on his Twitter account, uh, his 24 followers. and his. Uh, Who is he? <clears throat> well, he commented on that. Somebody, oh, the, the thing I put up about the girl who I liked in uh, Mayans MC. Oh, yeah. And he just goes, creepy. So I looked him up and... You let him have it. Yeah. He's got like a hundred. He's got like a hundred. He's got like a hundred posts with no comments. So. I'll be honest. I just assumed you were hacked when I saw the second oh, one. I'm like, oh yeah. I was like, what? I just went to. Well, how did you know I was doing that? I just went to his page and I started putting creepy on every one of his on well, one of his posts. I, we follow each other, so like what popped you follow up. Follow Connor Worman, Doug. He's a Willie McGee. He's got a Willie McGee see. avatar. I do actually, but I also follow Iggy, so I just see creepy, and that's all. So I had to click on it to see the thread. Oh, well, so I, just I, just went, I just went to his uh, Twitter account, and I just looked at some of his posts. He says, love this guy, great creepy. So good. Oh. oh, he was a great pickup. Love this guy, creepy. I just started hitting creepy on all of his posts where he was praising people. You don't like it when someone leaves an unpleasant comment on one of your well, posts. Well, it makes no sense when you just put creepy on yeah. something that I... Why can't I just comment on a girl who's an actress who I think she's going places? 
Maybe she maybe she saw it and made her feel good for the day. Yeah. Why does it got to be creepy? You think your response will knock this fellow right off social media? No. I just thought it'd be funny if I just go put creepy on a bunch of his. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Bradley, look, I agree. This live <laughs> does suck. This was not the plan, man. I'm with you. We're just doing what we can. <laughs> and then I blocked him anyways. Nice. Then you blocked him. I like doing that, making that stern comment and oh. then a block so they can't even reply. Yeah. <laughs> The best. He just looked like a guy that just, if you look at some of his posts, it's just, nobody's, nobody's commented on any of them. And he, some of them he commented on himself. I'm like, God, this loser. My advice Sorry, is had just to let him uh, get rid of the free dotum guy, um, whoever that might be. <laughs> let it go. You got Colonel. to know him quite well oh. throughout your... Colonel sounds really young in that. In that I know, uh, that was a few years ago, I think. Like adolescent Colonel. <laughs> Man, a plethora of free time he has. That's from KG and Hotel. <laughs> well, I do a show for three hours, and then I'm done. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of free time. Uh, is it too much free time? <laughs> Would you like something else to keep you busy? Like that was a ridiculous question or something? Yeah, because you bring, up, you bring it up every time when I well, say I, I work for three hours. Why don't you get another job? Why don't you work part-time? Well, well, you can't golf in the winter. What are you going to do all day? <laughs> you could have heard that sigh from the kitchen. You don't want to just sit there. That from, deep. By the time you get home at 10.15 until you come back in at 7 the next morning, do you? What is there to do in the winter? I hibernate. <laughs> well, I don't know. I would just think you'd get bored. Well, I do. What are you going to do about it? Maybe you got to tweet at Connor Orman. <laughs> get, get back into bowling. Maybe coach a college bowling team. Take down these burners one by one. <laughs> no. Maybe I'll... Yeah, I think that should be a passion project for you. Take down burners. Just destroy them and block them. Do that for in. about two hours a day. Come in and sit with Liv Maddox for a couple hours on That'd be fun. the week. I'll do that. Did she offer to do that? No. <laughs> oh, you just going to barge into her show? No, I said if they're looking for a co-host, and they would, hey, maybe Eggie will do it with Liv. I'll be more than happy to come in and do some shows. Okay. Yeah, I see a lot of posts and lives that don't get many comments and likes. That's from Stephen Wildwood, and Dougie's a chairman, and he won the Milagro to kill a lister of the year in 2023. No, he's, hot. he's red hot. I don't know what you mean on, about that. Do you, are you on Twitter and don't get a lot of likes on your things? Steve, uh, the action's back on you. Okay, Steve. <laughs> I don't pay attention to most of mine that I post. Unless somebody posts creepy, then I... Brian Henson says, why did the hell did you post creepy on a Lou Korak tweet? I don't believe I did. You did. What did Luke Korak ever do to you? Is Luke Korak about to black out? Is Luke Luke Korak this warming guy? No, Luke Korak. No, he's a hockey writer. writer. Well, I don't even follow Luke Korak. I don't, Korak, I'm, just, I, I'm, Korak. I'm, I'm currently staring at a tweet where you replied creepy to Luke Korak. Korak. It, Come on, leave Korak alone. Is it on? Is it on this guy's Twitter account? Dave Luking. I remember <laughs> I think, when he covered the Blues. I think Luke Korak's been on this show before as a guest. <laughs> is he? It was, Why did you call his tweet creepy? So you, so did he, he retweet something on his thing? No, he just tweeted about Nathan Walker being called up, and you replied <laughs> no, creepy. No way. It has three replies. <laughs> one was no you way. saying creepy. I don't believe so. Oh my God! Hickey, I'm like, I'm not like lying to you, bro. Well, I don't even follow Luke Korak. Why would I, why would I write creepy on something he posted? May I, I don't join look you? inward on that. I, I mean, it might have been gotta, an accident, but I'm go, looking at. I gotta go look. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm spending more time on Twitter now. Than I, I, I have to. I have to go look. <laughs> oh, and then there's a picture of uh, the sunrise this morning. Yeah, I put that up there. 
retweet about the TMA. Again. A lot of a lot of reflections in there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about taking that picture before you enter the building oh, to get rid of the window <laughs> reflections? <laughs> no, well, the sun wasn't up when I came in. Well, you I do have a lot of post Connor Werman. I don't, yeah, just put creepy in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know where I would have found yeah, Luke Cole. He's probably yeah, shell shocked. I found the coal rack. Where did I, you find well, there it? There it is. I see it too. Well, how do you find Always it? Always a spark plug went on the Blues roster. Nathan Walker called up, likely in lineup Thursday for a season <laughs> debut after a terrific start in Springfield. Think he replies, creepy. That's not creepy. <laughs> not <laughs> one like, retweet, bookmark. That's got to be on his, his thing somewhere. Nope. I'm looking at it. How long ago? The original tweet. hours. Yeah. The original tweet. Oh, I got a lot to go because he recaps every shot on goal, seems like. <laughs> so you're gonna, not happy with... You can find it on you your own page to... if you uh, just go to your replies. Not a wise icing play on Buvich there. Buvich. <laughs> Already pulled Demko at 317 to play. Comes off the bench on the play after night's first outlet. Missed shot on net. Oh, my God. Well, that's kind of his job. So now we're just... What, to post every shot on well, goal? Well, he's a talkie scribe. See, on New Year's Eve, you were arguing with Bob Roberts, 540-28773. I think we may have touched on that because he wasn't happy that you weren't happy that Brady Cook got the offensive MVP for the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, well, it's... Is that the guy that said, uh, got to be negative of everything? Uh, he said, hard to find a negative from that win, though. Nicely done. Bob Roberts, 5402877 is his Twitter handle, Doug. That's yeah. a response to me. That... You won't know what hit him. <laughs> he and his seven followers. <laughs> <laughs> Drill them. I can't find him anywhere. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I'm putting out a cigarette yeah. here. Yeah, you need to sometimes. Uh, the Luke Korak thing is probably uh, one of the funniest things that's happened. How does that happen? I, 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 I have happened. no clue. I don't Do follow you think the... you've been hacked? I don't think so. My th- my guess is, and I've done this and almost have sent it, is to where I'll see something that I want to respond to, but somehow my thumb will, like, <laughs> scroll up just a little yeah, bit. And so I'll, post in front so I'll click on the post it, yeah. or, front or behind it. Mm-hmm. So you may have seen a situation to where Connor Worman took a nice jab at you, but then Luke Korak <laughs> just at that time tweeted, yeah. and it came right there. Mm-hmm. It I'm, has happened, Indy, I promise. Like, I've done I don't that. See it. It's one where it says, uh, <laughs> Rana recalled. Lexanaroff assigned to Springfield. Justin Falk placed on injury reserve. That one? No, Iggy, just go to your go own to your profile, profile and then hit, hit replies. replies. Yeah. Thanks, Falk. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't know where you yeah, No, I'm not. I was legitimately saying thank you, brother. So, so, yeah. So, like, the profile, and then, like, you'll see tweets, media, replies. Just click replies and then scroll through that. And after the fifth or sixth creep, creepy. <laughs> I think that's when Luke Korak pops up. See, I don't see Luke. God, I wish I would have been more active on Twitter. I would have said something about that. That's great. Well, and nobody said anything. There's no t- like, no comments or no interaction. Like I figured Luke Korak would get in there. It's like, such a what? volatile situation. No one else wants anything to do with it. Yeah. Got to put them in their place. Yeah. I saw it yesterday. I legitimately thought you got hacked. I just deleted it. Should have just. I bet Cora uh, should have let that one swim for a little bit longer. No, I don't want Luke Cora to think. I don't even, he doesn't know who I am. But <clears throat> well, maybe you ought to drop him a DM and say, "Apologize for my comment. It wasn't meant for you." Would that be too much work? I've already deleted it. Now, so <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he didn't see it anyway. So who cares? Oh, I don't know. I don't know why I would have replied to him. I really don't. I don't follow Luke Cora. How does he just explain to you how it happens? You yeah, think I, I, you think you're hitting Connor Warman's. But instead, your thumb goes half an inch above or below it, and you're actually replying to the other 
Like I said, Iggy, I've done this, but I've noticed it during, like, the tweet before I hit send, so I've just deleted the draft. So I'm guessing Connor, whatever this guy's name is, replied to Luke Horak. Yeah. And, and I just saw were... his reply. I think it was a post, and I put creepy, but it went on Luke Horak's thing. Probably. That's yeah, actually probably that. more realistic, yeah. All right. Guys, I mean, it's, it's a childish thing to do. to uh, let Ken get Ken over to McKnight and 170 for chocolate pudding hour. <laughs> Dates worth him! Oh. Some Carlos Spicy Wiener. Spicy Wiener, you want these says cards? he saved the tweet. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Spicy Wiener, you want these cards for your kids? Somebody said you may want them, so if you do like them. I like doing the trading post yeah. thing. Do they take your phone away when they when you go to Gatesworth <laughs> to make sure you don't respond to they tweets put, you like, shouldn't be responding to? High security alerts on it until, like, you can only search certain websites. I bet and, that like, is the a only problem. app you can have is, like, your blood sugar app. Like, but if, if you don't have all your mental faculty, faculties, you could get in some trouble on your phone. I, if well, you're in Gatesworth, and I doubt you know how to use Twitter. I think for that save tweet for Henshin, have you seen the, the all-white T-shirts with, like, a tweet exchange as, like, the shirt? No. That would be a really good one yeah. to just, if Luke Horak could sign off on that. Right. Just have that tweet creepy. on a T-shirt. <laughs> creepy. I feel like it was kind of childish to put creepy on all this guy's posts, but I don't, I had nothing to do yesterday. I said, this, it's just a stupid comment to say creepy on something I was being nice about. People I, find I creepy in me no matter what I do. Yeah. Do something nice for learn. Creep. <laughs> well, learn got mentioned. It's 736. <laughs> Live about 10 minutes before that. Try to be nice to a girl who said she was lonely. Creep. Text me and I'll talk dirty to you. <laughs> Tweeted a girl who I maybe made her day by saying, oh, this guy thinks I'm a good actress. Creep. Mm. Well, this guy's huge. And he did anal. Oh. Creep. I don't know where See, that I... was creepy. That was creepy. <laughs> that pause. I think it's the pause. That... I think people believe if you're older and you're making contact with younger women, you're creepy. That's probably it. But I wasn't making contact with her. I was just commenting on how I, I thought she was really good in the show. And because she's from Latin America, she probably doesn't get a lot of play in the States. But if she would, she speaks perfect English. I think she still lives in the Dominican Republic. So if she was in Los Angeles and had a good agent, she'd probably be doing mainstream stuff here. What yeah, show you, was this you know that you're about talking about? This what show are we talking about? Mayans MC. Mayans MC. Yeah, her dad got killed last night. In <laughs> the show? Alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. Um, but I know your first, first orgasm was to the dude you were going to let take your virginity was reading penthouse letters. <laughs> creepy or not creepy? Not creepy. That's I was, creepy. I was talking to Maitland Ward, and yeah, that she was... Li she liked it, actually, because it was a callback that Maitland appreciated. Just to do the interview is creepy. But I thought that was really <laughs> funny <laughs> from it. That was a Pepper and Genie exclusive. That was, and it was actually a really good interview. Check it out. I think it's... <laughs> you can still podcast it. I'm putting a question mark next to that. I'm not sure. 100%. Okay. I forgot nice. to line that up for me. Wasn't that your guy, Brian? Because I remember that was a whole point of consternation. Yeah, it might have been gross. Yeah, it was like three months late, and people yeah. were questioning if this was going to happen. That and the Maddie Dreads interview. Yeah, that one also. Well, it takes a long time to line up these stars. Oh, how can it take a long time? What else are they doing? A couple of times. Waking up. Maggie was like, do you want to do it at like one or two? And I'm like, no. We're like, no. So it had to be at like 10.30 right after the show. In fact, sometimes the texts come in. I don't know what they're in reference to. This one's from Mr. 63011. He has a very fast golf cart. 
He yes, he does. I remember that. He played yeah. Chris Nagel. He had the governor off that thing. And uh, he just wrote, nice story, dork. Oh. But I don't know. I mean, we all tell stories, and some yeah. of them are nice. Could have been any of us. <laughs> Could have been any of us taking shrapnel here. Hey, guys, allow me to preface this by saying I love Ken, but remember when he did the ASMR Taylor interview? That was Pete Creep. Mm-hmm. It's from Brian Hench and get ready for things with the Texans tomorrow night. Colts, Texans Saturday special. Oh, yeah, he'll be busy covering yeah, that one. South. Well, people thought it was creepy. I didn't think it was creepy, and I texted her. She didn't think it was creepy. She thought it was funny. Is there anything you do consider creepy? Good question. I don't know. I have to think about it. Mater Day, classic. Also yesterday, you have nothing to do every day. Steve Wildwood, Milagro Tequila, oh. listener of the year 2023. I get to sit around all day and drink like you. Mm. Well, he's made a lot of money. He's been very successful. Well, so what? <laughs> well, so he's kind of earned the ability to sit around and relax now. No, because I don't make a lot of money, I can't sit around and just watch TV. Well, well, there wasn't a producer can, in the city that could touch me. It's not very productive. He's already had his productive years. Oh, good for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I've never had a really great work ethic. I just want you to be happy. I am happy. Okay. Just leave me alone. <laughs> well, that's, that's what we want. We want you to be happy. <laughs> Uh, maybe uh, Mark Hanna can make us all happy. I think he could because he's a life Sherpa. Yeah. Jackson, tell the people. He's a life Sherpa. Simple as that. You want to be happy. You want to start off the new year right. Mm-hmm. You have a conversation with Mark Hanna. You start letting someone who knows what they're doing and wants to help you out handle your situation for your financial future. That's what he does. He makes a custom plan for you. He learns about you as an individual, and then he builds out a custom plan, not for someone who's uh, in a similar age range or maybe similar salary. No, no, no. He finds out about you. And then if you have to make an adjustment down the road, because we all know that life has plenty of variables, you can get on the phone with him and talk with Mark Hanna. The communication, the way that he communicates with his clients is what makes him so, so incredible on top of his his plethora of financial wisdom. That's why I love working with Mark Hanna, and that's why you'll love working with Mark Hanna as well. Well, his number's 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com to work with Mark Hanna of Evergreen World Strategies. He presents Jeremy Rutherford every Wednesday here on TMA. James Carlton presents the Colonel Gabriel P. DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com, and he is my insurance agent. He is the Plowhawks insurance agent. Say, friends, why doesn't he become your insurance agent? You want to work with the best? Work with James Carlton. 349 five-star reviews that take great care of you and your family. Go online at carltoninsurance.net or type James' name and uh, Google search engine, you'll see the 349 five-star reviews and why many people, including myself and the Plowhawk, rave about James Carlton. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. He's my insurance agent, and I can't say enough good things about James and his staff. Get involved on this program. It's nothing but phone calls today, Doug. 636-9004-TMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will take calls from ladies as well. 636-9004-TMA. And email in for the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Uh, that'll come your way at 945. Jackson and I are going to have the Little Piddles Friday six-shooter on Balloon Party. That's and, right. And then we'll do QFTA at some point today. I have a couple of meetings right after Balloon Party here at the station, so maybe it won't be right at 11.15. Jackson, what was yesterday, yesterday's episode called? Relevance is like anal. Relevance what? is like anal. 
What does that mean? It's kind of our like uh, our anal series. Right. It's a series. Yeah, we're doing a three-part series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Tuesday, it was Bert Kaufman's two phrases, words of wisdom. Yeah. Two, two guidelines. Two guidelines. Yep. What were they? Uh, never get in a public war of words with a known liar. Yeah. Pretty easy. Right. But then again, as I made the observation while discussing it, how many people are in public wars of words? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then don't spend time on something with no upside. Mm. And it was so simple. And I think to myself, God, I still I still think about that occasionally. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could do this, but what the hell am I going to get out of it? It's got nothing but downside, so right. F it. I'm not going to mess with it. Uh, Unless it's a hobby or something. I mean, there's no upside for me playing golf, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but that, that's, that's... I guess there that, could that, be that's, upside. That, that's the upside. The enjoyment. Yeah, yeah that's the, the exercise. Upside. Uh, and then uh, parenting is like anal was Wednesday, and relevance is like anal was yesterday. I don't know. You can email it. And today we got an erotic story. We did, Jackson. Can't wait, baby. Can't uh, wait. You can send yours in tmckernan at insidestl.com. Uh, we will have QFTA today. I just don't know what time it will be the last few days. It's been at 11.15 on the TMA YouTube channel. And all of these podcasts are up for you at the Tim McKernan Show podcast uh, on Spotify, iTunes, wherever right. it is that you may podcast like the Dickens. But i got to tell you something, by what's, the way. What's this? I've talked about the uh, that JFK podcast. Mm-hmm. Woo! Cats and dogs. Never have I listened to a podcast where I can't wait for the next sode. I really wish you would listen. You don't listen to podcasts, do you? Not too much. Usually live radio when I'm in the yeah. car. I'd be really curious what you think, because you and I are on the same page on the JFK thing. Um, and uh, uh, Who Killed JFK is the name of the podcast. Sweet Mother of Mercy. I never knew the Jack Ruby thing. I mean, I knew Jack Ruby had mafia ties. Yeah. But holy crap. Yesterday, or what was it, Wednesday, I guess now. Monster episode on this thing. So, anyway, right. do it he that was a two bit hoodlum. Um, but involved and actually knew Lee Harvey Oswald, which I didn't, I never had known. Yeah. And they're, they're quotes. It isn't like a guy theorizing. So, and how do you suppose he gets into the police station when he was friends with all of the Oswald. police officers yeah, who would come door. by his cocktail lounge, which mm-hmm. I guess was also like a, I don't know if it was like what we think of, we think of like a 21st century strip club, but whatever a strip club was in the early 60s, I don't know what yeah. that was. I guess we saw a version of it in The Graduate. Didn't Elaine have breasts bouncing on her head when Benjamin know. Braddock visited a stag bar in the Bay Area? Didn't that happen? I, I don't remember. Elaine? I don't remember. It's been years since I saw the movie. Jackson, I feel like you're our cinephile. I don't remember stag bars back in the 60s. Well, we were kids. We couldn't have gotten in. <laughs> well, I mean, you see old photos of St. Louis, and there were no, there were speakeasies and things like that. There were no strip clubs. There still aren't. Well, it could have been underground strip clubs. Well, maybe. They're, they're not Every, allowed. Everything was underground. I think the rule is, because somebody years ago was going to open one right where the science center is. And the school is, the rule is, I think at the time, if I remember right, that all businesses within like a thousand feet have to agree to it. So it only takes one business to say, uh-uh, That's all right. and then you can't open it up. And so they, technic- had, they so had St. Louis U High right there. They had a bunch of businesses who said, you got to be kidding me. So then technically it's not against the law to open a strip club. You have to have permission from owners close I to you? Think, I, it, I, think it was, I think that used to be the law. I, I don't know exactly what it is now, but that's that's why there aren't any on this side so, of the river. There's a lot of uh, open ground in Maryland Heights. We could open one up when nobody's around oh, Another us. business idea, Doug. Oh, imagine, the, imagine the clientele. I'm sure they have laws against it. That's why you don't see them. 
Tim, you want to invest? I, I put this money, money into goodorbad.com, and I still haven't seen a monetization strategy from no from their board, and it's a little concerning. Yeah. Because well, Jackson hasn't started the site yet. <laughs> it's a war of attrition. Yeah. You just got to stay in. Infinite game. Yeah. I mean, strip I clubs. I don't know how this thing's going to generate revenue. I'm just confused. No, strip, clubs strip club, I'm, I'm bullish on. Yeah, those are Especially just... Maryland Heights, the location. They just spit out cash. Yep. Right, more overhead. That? You want to pull your, your investment out of goodorbad.com? <laughs> there's more overhead. <laughs> well, I would more think overhead. there's laws against that, and that's why you don't see them. See, well, on good or bad, the strippers aren't not a lot of overhead. The strippers aren't paid a lot. They make. Yeah, keep the lights on. I remember on, we had Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas, and they paid Spearmint Rhino. It's like they were <laughs> really want to show at KFNS on the yeah, weekends. I can see that. I can see that. I, I think, think that's yeah. how it works. The girls have to pay to work there. Right, because they they know they're going to have. God, that place, probably thousands of yeah. guys come through. Uh, how about this from Clevey Wade? I've listened to all the episodes, and I've told everybody to listen. It's the best podcast I've ever heard. That's from Clevey Wade. Uh, 314 says, great podcast. Minute Bowl eligible says, that did happen, Tim, right again. I believe that's in reference to the Jack Ruby thing. Um, uh, so you're just verifying what the podcast said? Uh, Minute Bowl eligible. Uh, please follow up. Uh, how many times do I have to say it? Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone. He was exactly what he said he was, a patsy. By the way, Doug, did you know at Jack Ruby's Strip Club, handies were only $5? That's from the no. Warson Woods Wacko. That, that hasn't been covered in the podcast. I, I didn't like when he said, how many times do I have to say it? Like, he is the ultimate authority on everything. And whenever he says something, we should say, oh, okay, I guess that's the reality of it all. Stop it. <laughs> a lot of people think that he didn't act alone. Is that on the podcast? What does that now? Warson Wood Wacko has been telling us for a long I time this that part yet, but there might be like a, a post podcast analysis show. <laughs> I haven't heard that. No, I mean they they I I felt uh, not. I mean it's, what the hell do I know? All my my whole read is solely based off of. I mean solely based off that. Again, the fact that Lee Harvey Oswald was hosting press conferences is one of the most amazing things of the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just, it's just oh, bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> just not, a, not an attorney, but he, this gentleman has just been charged with assassinating the president. He's available for questions. <laughs> and, just, and the cops just stop him. It's just mm -hmm. unbelievable. But anyway, when he is holding his press conference and he says, you know, you've been charged with... Uh, the murder of the president, assassinating the president. He looks at him like, what? And then he just kind of rolls his eyes like, son of a bitch. I was warned that this was going to happen, and here it is. It's all playing out. And that's when I looked at that, and I go, that is not the reaction of a man who shot the president. So not only do I not think he acted alone, I don't think he didn't do it, period. And so now this podcast is now putting that whole thing together. And well, I think it's pretty clear he shot the policeman. Uh, that is certainly... Discussed, but not from a position of certainty. The tip, J.D. Tippett, you're talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah, on right. the way to the movie theater. Because I always wondered why was he on the run if he didn't do it. But that's yeah. the thing. He had been warned that he was being put out there as the guy. They had built the whole thing up. And that the mayor of Dallas was, as it turns out, a CIA guy. And that wasn't revealed until 45. And he yeah. set up the route <clears throat> through mm -hmm. Dealey Plaza. So that was all, I mean, holy oh, yeah. crap, it's unbelievable. I wouldn't doubt that he took a shot and started running, but wasn't alone. Yeah, I, and I mean, my he was the guy, is, I don't think he they, shot they could, they could put him on the scene, they could match up a rifle with him, <clears throat> and so it looked like that he did it. 
And he may have even taken a he shot. He was certainly in the building. Because I mean, we're getting into the weeds on something, yeah. and you haven't listened to it, and I know 99% of the audience hasn't listened to it. But either way, I would recommend it. Neither here nor there, but there it is. Do with it what you want. Uh, hi, I'm a longtime assassination researcher. Not conclusive that he killed Tippett. That's from the two and five. Doug, we have assassination okay. researchers in the audience, along with cardiologists, well, the, uh, attorneys, yeah. and accountants. There was one bullet that, that missed the car and took out a piece of the bridge uh, forward of where the car right. was going. So there, there was at least one shot came from behind, and I would I would think that that was probably Oswald who shot took that shot. Maybe took one of them. Whether he fired the kill shot that made his head go back into the left, back into the left, that's. Doubtful. That probably came from the. And if you know. would have the time to listen to it, and I'm not saying, hey, you got to listen to this. Of course, I mean, do what you want to do. But I think then, the whole, the really, essentially, why I find the podcast so interesting is because when I watched that thing on National Geographic, which, by the way, is not like The Godfather or something where you have to see it. It wasn't like this. Oh my God, I just didn't recall when I was younger, probably when I had last seen that clip, when Oswald was asked about being charged with the murder of. President Kennedy and his reaction, and I saw that involuntary reaction, and he's like, it wasn't like defense. It was like, you got to be kidding me. That's what it was, and that's a natural reaction. You can't teach, you can't train that unless you're operating on some kind of like extraterrestrial intellect. And so I go, okay, this I, this guy, I don't think, I don't think he, I don't even shot. I don't think he did it. So then I wanted to, that's why I started researching it. And I'm going, but then if that's the case, then why was he in the book depository? And so as it turns out, per multiple, you know, people who have now researched this, is he was, he was exactly what he said he was. He was a patsy, and they had set him up as the guy to be there, even though he was not on the sixth floor. And now they have the research. He did work there. Absolutely. So it was set up because they could use him because they knew he did indeed spend time in the Soviet Union. And so they could say he was a communist. And didn't he say in the... And then there's then the most recent episode, he got thrown out of Ruby's bar because he got in a fight with a guy for calling a guy communist. So he actually wasn't a communist. But it doesn't, I mean, and he came back from the Soviet Union with no red tape or anything. They just let him back into the country. And then there's a quote from uh, former French President Charles de Gaulle, who has some ties with St. Louis. Did you know that? I feel like we've yeah. talked about that for some reason. Maybe we didn't... Um, but uh, Or maybe it was Mitterrand, either way. But no, nonetheless, he said, I know how this is exactly going to play out. And and it indeed played out that way. Because you couldn't have it revealed that the CIA was involved with the thing because that would cause anarchy. So you have to have it go away. But yes, the Warren Commission, even though Jack Ruby said, if you get me to uh, get me out of Dallas because he knew he'd be killed... If you get me out of Dallas, I will tell you everything in Washington, D.C., and yet they never did. And he died suddenly of, uh, I believe, I don't know, sudden illness in 66 in jail, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So anyway, do with it what you want. I'm talking about something that I know most people haven't listened to, so this is what I would call bad broadcasting oh, on my part. But a lot of it is on that uh, National Geographic thing, too, which I watched. Didn't he... Not, the, not the detail of this. Okay. I'd be really curious if you listened to this, what you thought. But the... Uh, because it's, it's based on quotes. It's not like a guy. Yeah. Know, some of it is actually the audio of the people. And a lot of the National Geographic, I'd seen a lot of it. But some of it I hadn't seen, some of the interviews and stuff. But didn't he say when they had the press conference, so to speak, where he said, you've been charged with killing the president? He goes, they never charged me with that. They didn't even mention that. Right. That's correct. So that was kind of weird that they got him in there for that, but they didn't even tell him that's what you're being charged and he, for. I mean, you can see how, you know, he's 
obviously been beaten. You know, that's another thing. Uh, hey, Tim, what's Jack Ruby's real name? Is it Jack Rubenstein, if yeah. I'm not mistaken? Yeah, Jack Rubenstein. Right. Uh, Doug, if you really want to be creeped out, do some research on David Ferry. Assassination aside, that guy's life makes Iggy look like a monk. Yeah. That's from the Orson Woods Wacko. Is David Ferry the guy Joe Pesci played? Yeah, in yeah, that? yeah, yeah. From in New Orleans. He had the New Orleans connection, right? And yeah. he uh, he wore a toupee and was dipped in gold. Gold. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones was dipped in gold, but David Ferry had a toupee. Yeah, they were dressed as uh, dangerous liaisons or something. Wasn't Kevin Bacon dipped in gold? Mm-mm. Tommy Lee Jones was the one dipped in gold, and they right. did. Uh, Nipple twists. Hot. Okay. Super hot. Yeah. Really hot. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that our government lies to us. There's no doubt about <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, I think I would on imagine a daily that, basis that now. Be, that could be a universal. That could be yeah. a universal truth. If you go back and look at all the things Joe Pesci has done as gangsters, just can't see him playing a gay guy. Uh, Doug, you remember uh, Cal Kennedy is the John Wooden of. CYC. Well, he's the guy who makes the banners before they play the tournaments, right? That's a, that's a have fun with your defense counsel. Right. Uh, uh, Cal says it's tremendous with regard to the podcast. I took a class at St. Louis University on this, and this goes way deeper. Anyway, I don't know why. I mean, I of course was aware of like the film JFK, but this. I think I think the reason why it's become more in the forefront is because when I do sound story interviews, most of the people we interview were around and were at the very least in their teens if not 20s or 30s and we discuss november 22nd 1963 and they you know immediately recall where they were and they also talk about how their mindset many of them not all of them changed on the way they viewed you know the u.s the world because of that one moment then you see how distinctly the 1960s changed from New Year's Eve, 1959, to New Year's Eve, 1969. And, of course, Vietnam played a role in that. Civil rights played a role in that. But you had a number of assassinations in a five-year span. Uh, Anyway, do with that what you want. We'll get back to talking about Luke Horak's Twitter feed here in a moment. Uh, You can text in 314-881-TMA5. You can also call in 636-900-4TMA and email in. For our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. So far, I mean, this what a leaderboard. Buck Swope, Brian Henschen, and Kevin Miller, all wow. with wins. And all by the way, Brian Henschen's a bowl executive. So uh, this is a really, it's fun to see people playing well right. early in the year. Right. I guess Henschen would be easy to shop for on his birthday and Christmas. You just get him another pastel-colored sport coat. That's correct. To go with the bowl executive. That's exactly group. right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ken Rosenthal has this. The Cardinals, uh, he says, are interested in Dylan Cease. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't care because interest means nothing to this team. I think everybody. They're gonna lowball the guy. He's gonna go get paid way more money. He says the Dodgers, even after spending a billion this offseason on right-handers Yamamoto, Glasnow, and Otani, are not ruling out the addition of another starter with Otani out as pitcher until 25. Sources said, and neither are the Cardinals, who already have signed free agent righties Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, and Kyle Gibson for a combined 98 million dollars uh by the way cbs sports to date giving the cardinal offseason a c doug how do you yeah. grade the cardinal offseason uh i guess that's about right i guess the sunny gray signing's better than a c but all the other things they've done is a c or less yeah you get middle middle 30s I pitchers think... that weren't terribly good the last couple of years they just gave him a c for like effort 
you know, because they <laughs> yeah. signed a lot. of It's like buying, like, a thousand baseball cards in a box, mm-hmm. hoping that, like, one of them is, like, a holographic that you can make your money back. Probably a B for Sonny Gray and then a D for the other two, so that averages out to a Sonny C. Sonny Gray was a darn good pitcher last year. What, second best in the American League? Finished second in the Cy Young voting? That's correct. That's, a, that's an ace. Pole. They got an ace. I can't wait till Ollie pulls him. Seven and a third, no hits, no yeah. runs, huge moment, playoff implications. Get the righty. Yeah, bring the righty in here. Someone who can't throw a strike. Gallegos. Gallegos in there. <laughs> Blow it. Doug, David Ferry took, kept the pubes from his conquests. That's from our assassination researcher. Oh. Is that right? You'd have to pull them out? Uh, can you imagine oh. having just a huge catalog Binder of individual pubes that you've collected mm. along the way. Oh. Would you find it tough to maintain erection while a gentleman wearing a toupee began to pluck your pubic hair? I would have to politely ask him, could we do it after? I think that <laughs> would be the last of your worries <laughs> if you're with a, a gentleman in the first part and he's plucking your undercarriage. Yeah, we're in a shady motel right alongside the highway. Uh-huh. Stratton kind of style. I care about your hairpiece. Get your hands out of my out of my tank. What do you section. do if somebody shaved? Like me, oh, I don't think anybody no. did back in the '60s. But I guess you need to get a pit hair. If you look at porn, you nobody was shaving in the '60s. Think about that, Doug. Okay. And a Playboy. Oh yeah, Playboy. Oh, I, I remember they, finding my dad's stash. I don't think they showed God. pubes in the '60s. I remember the first time they showed full frontal in Playboy. That'd be a good podcast. I don't know. I'm not I think we need to we need to stop listening to the JFK one and really hammer in on yeah, this pube one. Do a ten parter on that. <laughs> oh, this Pepper and Genie should be back. I'm yeah. telling you, so much material right now. We could do episodes, Iggy, and leave the audience wanting more, similar to a podcast style, to where, you know, we, we leave a couple of cliffhangers out there. Yeah, some once of your a week. conquests. Once a week. Uh, can we get Plowboy to defend his Billy Joel and Sting at Bush Stadium take from yesterday? It's from Madison Hedgecock. What was your take? Got a, Are we at the point where... I don't, I don't recall I... talking about because I didn't know that they were playing until after we did the show yesterday. Yeah. Are we at the point where we have to defend a, a tweet that's, like, opinionated? Like, uh, I... Madison Hedgecock wants you to. My whole point was I don't think you... For the need... record, for those who aren't aware, I didn't know. You knew yesterday? I didn't know. I didn't know. I think Joe Buck did an announcement. Right yesterday. after. That was, my, that was my problem with it, and I love Joe Buck. It wasn't bashing Sting and Billy Joel are playing at uh, Bush Stadium for my mm-hmm. birthday on September 27th. Are they? Mm-hmm. I, I just... knew right after 8 o'clock, but I didn't know if we were supposed oh, to say Oh, is that right? Thing. Really? So the announcement was at 8 o'clock, and we just didn't I thought it was later than that. No, no, like KC, I think KC announced it. Really? I had heard, but I, no. I, KC's going to announce it. I'm not going to say Well, they may have had it as a sponsor or something. They probably knew. Oh, I'm sure they did. My whole tweet went just, do you need, like, all the, you know, they made Cardinal jerseys for them, and they had this big presentation, and there's this secret announcement at Bush Stadium. I know they said regarding a concert, but, like, I just always look at, like, the optics of things. Your team just lost 90 games. You signed two 36-year-olds and a 34-year-old. You haven't addressed any of the bullpen issues. And, like, this is, like, you know, kind of what you're, quote-unquote, giving the fan base. I, I don't know. I, I, I just thought the announcement was just how they did it. I like Billy Joe. I mean, I'm not bashing the two acts. They are very popular. I mean, it kind of goes with the theme of the offseason. You know, you sign grandpas in the starting rotation. You got grandpas in the sidelines. 
you know, well, sitting on the lawn chairs watching Billy Joel. It's more of a Live Nation <laughs> thing than a Cardinal thing. I mean, they're going to Bush Stadium, but I don't think the Cardinals are the ones that say, hey, let's bring these two in. I, the, the, Iggy, I'm sorry. Iggy, I, I agree with you. I, my whole point of the tweet was just the optics of it and having the big parade around that. Marketing, marketing, marketing. I, I get that, but I just don't think it's... I could still tweet about it and how I think kind of... Well, sure you can. Yeah, I'm kind of with here. you there as far as, I mean, love Joe Buck. But let's have a major announcement. Have Joe Buck come in and hold up the jerseys of Sting and Billy Joel. And yeah, like they're, Taylor... They're great guys, but they're like 80. I, I would understand like a Taylor Swift or like somebody super current right now with this mega we can't get global them. following. And I'm not saying these guys don't, but to a way lesser extent than... A person like that, and I wouldn't even like that concert, but I think that warrants a big reveal. Well, Sting is 72, Billy Joel 74. Kids, how fat old. do they throw? It's 80. Uh, it does not mention in, in the Wikipedia. We do need a couple in the bullpen. They're both very good, though. I mean, Billy mm-hmm. Joel. Billy Joel just wrapped up his Madison Square Garden residence. Yeah, he can still sing. Um, I wish they had done it last summer when he was touring with Stevie Nicks. I saw him with Elton John at uh, Enterprise Center. Was that 2009? I don't know the years, Tim. Yeah, I'd rather seen Stevie with Billy Joel, but creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Blasey. I don't think you need a huge announcement to say. But it, I mean, they're still big stars, and they'll sell out. I get. I, I, I'm again not bashing Billy Joel or anything like that, or Sting certainly. What else they got going on right now? It's a slow also... time for them. They got a big concert. They want to market it, get some attention for it, sell some tickets early. It's hard to get excited about like four hundred dollar ticket that yeah. you're definitely not going to get. Uh, yeah. but I mean that that, like to, that to me is like you know you're 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 hitting to a very small percentage of the population. Yeah, but they'll come they'll come from about, all over the Midwest to go to that. Yeah, yeah, potentially if you get tickets. And once Casey announces it, and Live Nation did, and starts putting it all over social media, I mean it's going to sell. Oh, it'll sell. Yeah, it'll sell so mm-hmm. fast. I mean, good. I mean, he's still a huge act. He's still a huge draw. He's one of the few guys that can still sing at his age without putting the high notes. You put the microphone out in the crowd, and you sing it. I can't. He's still an entertainer. He's got, I remember when he was coming, like, to KC when his first album came out and was actually gotten, I think, a VW bus and was driving around the country, stopping at places, asking if they'd play his music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised they still have the determination to want to at that age and <clears throat> all the money they've made. That's I guess that's what they love to do, clearly. Yeah, it's just like baseball players when they're athletes when they retire, they got to find something else to excel yeah, but, in. They but miss those it, guys so. are in their 30s. These guys are in their mid 70s. Yeah, but he can still play the piano. He can still sing. Why not do it? So I guess the long story of is yes, I'm going to defend my tweet. I don't think it was that big of a deal. I, at the time, I didn't think much of it when I sent it. Yeah. I wasn't. Like destroying anybody's character. I just said the team lost 90 games. But this is unrelated to that. I, I get it, but it's still like a cardinal announcement. The St. Louis is, Cardinals. Is this are... the tweet? Is the Bush Stadium concert tour sponsored by the Gatesworth? Is that what he's talking about? That was after. <laughs> <laughs> was shortly oh, after. I said right below. Middle of the offseason, trying to get the team better after oh, losing 90 games, and they have a special live announcement for a concert with dudes who were popular before the invention of the Internet. Not oh. sure this organization knows the definition of optics. Oh. But again, like, it's funny. Like, I can't believe you read that and go, man, Billy Joel can still play. It's like, well, I didn't say that neither one can play. It'll be a good concert, and it'll sell out. And I'm with Doug. There's not much to do around here anyway, so, like, that's a huge draw. Well, they had to make up for the... But they made jerseys, and, like, I love Joe, again, I love Joe Buck, but, like, 
They flew him out here to he lives here. present him. He lives here. Well, you just never know. He just always has a busy schedule. You just never yeah. know if he was local at the time. Well, they didn't make up for the one they've already booked with Def Leppard. Did they make it out here? They were playing Bush, too. Who are the oldest acts still touring? Stones, really. I'm, I'm looking to try to find their ages, but it's not coming. Dale Richards just turned 80. He just turned 80. God, I think Mick's at 79 or 80. <laughs> and no one's yelling Gatesworth him to, to him. <laughs> well, he can still bounce around the stage and sing. Oh, 80, man. That's rocking it. Guys, Billy uh, helicopters from his massive compound on Long Island to the garden every month and rakes. There's a lot of gay sex at the shows. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, speaking of gay sex, the Warson Woods Wacko brought up docking yesterday. Is that going ween to ween with one being uncut? That's classic. Uh, uh, oh. It's from the recovering alcohol Gosh. from Melville and Webster Groves. And the uncut one wraps around the other mushroom head. What? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's what it is? That's what it is? Uh, Orson Wacko, call in. Oh. Uh, Todd Reesing's not happy. I don't know with what the... That's the thing. Some of these tweets, these texts, mm-hmm. they're kind of evergreen. They, te- they, in they text in hilarious and then eye-roll eye emoji. You'll have to let us know what you're talking they about. They text in and just say, I'm unhappy? And we're supposed to run with that or care yeah, that you're unhappy? We know, we're all unhappy. We know that by your tweet. You don't need to tell us. We see your anger. You're capitalizing. Yeah. There's misspellings. You're yelling at us as if you know us. There's not a one of us that are happy here. I just tweeted about this concert, and it, it, like people were actually going crazy on the text line. Like, dude, just calm her down. People but, are happy about it? Not happy? Oh, what are they God, not, no. What, they hate the me. I, which is fine, but like... I mean, this is not the reason to go full bore hard in the pain. It was just a tweet. It was a harmless tweet about a concert with a bunch of 70-year-olds. It doesn't matter what you tweet. The people that don't like you are going to, no matter what you say, like the thing that I said, I thought Cody Schrader should have got the MVP. It doesn't really matter, but it would have been a great way to end his career. That's creepy. Guys, yeah, find negative things about everything at Mizzou. I mean, oh, God, the, come on, it no. wasn't negative, no. but this guy obviously doesn't like me because yeah. he's commenting on some other stuff. So, Sorry. yeah, you just... Put uh, up with Todd it. Reesing was talking about Darren's tweet, he says. Oh, oh about what? I don't pay... I, 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 I have pay attention to guys. So what are we on now? What? <laughs> I guess uh, your Todd's tweet. Reesing's opinion now? Please, I need to know. So yeah, please tell me. He's talking about your tweet, uh, I gather, about Billy Joel and Sting. Oh. It is extremely impressive if you have reached your mid-70s and, and you still it. have the ability to travel and perform a, a two or two-plus hour concert live. Sure. That is really incredible. If I get free tickets, I'll go. There you go. Dad. Well, that wasn't the point I was making. <laughs> I was just saying. Well, as, that's as quite someone, the endorsement. He's still, wor- he's still worth seeing. It's not like people aren't going to go. I'm not going to. You know, he's going to sell 20,000 seats. People yeah. still want to see the guy. Yeah. And again, to all the people on the text line, I never said nobody going to go. I, I, again, people just shove these things in my, like... I, I look at the guy. the pod of kind of just my assessment on things. I'm sorry you didn't like it. But I apologize. We don't need to stop the show to get what Todd Reesing has. <laughs> like his no. opinion. On, I don't know if we have the time or the energy to kind of cipher through those on the text line. I, I've seen people recently in their prime, in their 30s and 40s. And I'm amazed at how they can jump around and sing from one song to the next for two hours straight 
when they're 30-something. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, now they're 70-something and doing it. Yeah. Springsteen's the one that I'm in awe of because he goes yeah. for like a, well, he looks, two and a half, three hours. Uh -huh. That dude looks 74, 75, 76. Something. Maybe that's why they're such good shape. They haven't slowed down. And Sammy Hagar's got to be pushing 75. Springsteen 74. Yeah, I just watched Hagar on And he's uh, still out there Stern. rocking yeah, they're, they're playing that their final show of that tour at uh, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater yeah. on August 31st. Sammy Hagar is 76. Elton John's no spring chicken, but he had his last concert last year, right? That doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah. How many times have you seen a concert? This is our farewell tour. Kiss has been <laughs> on a farewell tour for 10 years. <laughs> Well, they probably think we won't be able to do it after this, and then they do it and they go, "Oh, we did it." Now and you look at your do? bank account, and you go, "Oh, wow, that was easy." Kiss nope. is another one. Gene oh, Simmons really doesn't do much; he just stands there and sticks his tongue out. But Paul that's Stanley still runs around the stage. He's got to be seventy something. I'd say he's probably seventy-two. Paul Stanley. Yeah. I wouldn't go to the show if we got free front row tickets. Hard pass on the old Geezer show, Doug. That's dirty Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people like things, and some people don't like other things. <laughs> There's a lot of concerts I wouldn't go to if I was given front row tickets. I, I'm with you, dog. It'd be hard pressed. I had third row to Bon Jovi last time he was here, and I saw all the reviews of his tour and people posting videos. I'm not going to this. I can't even sing anymore. What'd you do with the ducats? I just told the person I didn't want to go. Oh. Man, she had to be devastated. Yeah. That was a guy. Oh. Yeah. If it was a female on this topic, would you have just sucked mm, it up and good went? question. I've always, uh, depends on the girl, if it was somebody that I was... That's a better answer. You know, if it was just a friend, and I knew that was, nothing was going to happen, but probably always, say no. I've always thought that's when you can really tell just how talented the, the people are. When they can do it live, they don't get two or three different shots at it if they mess it up the first time. They never forget a word. They never forget a note. Mm -hmm. They just go one song after the next for hours, a couple hours. You know who I bet slapped on stage? The Mills Brothers. Oh, God. I bet that. ladies were throwing their Bush Stadium wouldn't oh. have been big enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just a late reaction. And I think Stevie Nicks going back out on tour in 2024. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> no, and she's got to be 75. Is she that old? 74, 75, at least. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I think she was here God, right before the pandemic I saw her, and she played Family Arena. I think it was 2019. might have been 2018. But it was one of those tours where she told stories about each song after each song. Okay, now this one, people ask me about Rihanna. And, and at one point, like an hour into the show, she's telling a story, and somebody in the upper deck says, Shut up and sing! Oh no, she has not been back since. Oh, and she's been she touring almost every year since then. She has not oh. come back to sing. I wonder if that's why. Screw that guy. I guess it's an indication of an aging population when we're still clinging to these seventy-something pop stars, I mean, we're electing seventy-something presidents. And isn't it time to move on to the next generation? Maybe. When I was a kid, I don't remember artists performing in their seventies doing live concerts. I don't, I don't think it was even a thing, was well, it? Well, they weren't handing out $2 million a, a concert either, like a show. Like, if they're handing $40 million to some of these artists... Well, they still made big money for the Times. Yeah. Not that much. I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of new music. I mean, I'll listen to The Point and, you know, but they still play a lot of stuff from groups in their 50s. Um, but I just... I. 
I don't grow up because I'll go no. see I'll go see bands that I and it's usually at a casino somewhere <clears throat> that I loved in the '70s when I was growing up and yeah. like Wishbone Ash, saw them at the uh, casino out in Illinois, played out there. I said I'm gonna go see Wishbone Ash. I don't even know who they were. They're like no members of Wishbone Ash there. It was like a Wishbone Ash cover band. Yeah. And I'm if I like, go to a concert, I want to hear songs that I've heard before. Well, I heard the songs, but they weren't from Wishbone Ash. They were from some made-up Wishbone Ash band. Oh, darn them. I just, I just can't get in my mind that these guys aren't 20 anymore. They're going to rock that I, I used to listen to in the 70s. Yeah. yeah, some of us just don't want to grow up. We like our old music. Yeah, that's that's not unusual. Mm, somebody I, pissing next door, and I like it a lot. Mm. It's a brine shower. <laughs> Off. Speaking of clipping it off, we have Drops of the Week coming your way in addition to the Design Air Heating Cooling Email of the Day. We'll wrap up the Mug and Ask St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour, you are listening to TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.